It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head. And a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country. A villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider. Just for fun, he'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's going on, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders Podcast, March 19th, 2020. Your boy Q here, and uh, free agency is full throttle right now. Matter of fact, it's a new league year. You know, no more tampering, no more none of that speculation. It is all good to go. Any kind of deal that was agreed upon before the 18th is good to go. It is now the new league year. 2020 NFL season is here. Now, of course, there's not games being played or any of that good stuff, but again, it's the new league year, and the NFL is one of the best machines in the country, the best machines in sports period, where they just have something going on all year long. Month to month to month to month, the NFL has always something going on. So, uh, especially in these days and times and everything going on around the world with the coronavirus and, you know, people being laid off and, and jobs shutting down early and people being, you know, let go or laid off or whatever. And I'll, I'll tell you, man, it's even hit. It's even hit me, man. ESPN Central Texas, we had a whole lot of good things going on at the radio stations. Things are not going like they were, man. A lot of people on uh, on Wednesday were, were let go or laid off, and uh, there's only a couple of us left. Uh, we're the last of the Mohicans, like I like to say, at the radio station. It's not easy, but we're going to do the best we can in these tough times with no sports to talk about, but at the same time, we have sports to talk about, and that's what we're here to do on the Locked On Raiders podcast, and good to go. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So coming up in segment number three of today's 
Locked On Raiders podcast, your calls and your texts. Didn't get any on Wednesday because I had the conversation with Patrick Walker from CBS Sports talking all things cowboy free agents that the Raiders uh, went ahead and came to agreement with. Thought that that was a really good conversation. Got a lot of good text messages. Got a lot of good tweets saying that people enjoyed that conversation. So I'm really, really glad you do. So in call in segment number three, going to have calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line 707 654 Four six nine three in segment number two because of what the Raiders have been able to do so far in free agency the people that they've been able to come to terms with and, and get under contract because of that I want to talk about their draft options uh, particularly in round number one what they can do we've talked about it before we talked about it number twelve and nineteen they expected it to be a wide receiver and a linebacker well things may have changed because of the different players that the Raiders were able to get under contract so going to talk about what the options are for the Raiders in segment number two and here. In segment number one, going to give you the news and the notes of the day, as I always do. Now, Wednesday was not fast and furious like it was on Tuesday when the Raiders uh, came to agreement with Corey Littleton, when he came to agreement with uh, Jason Witten, when he came to agreement with Malik Collins, when he came to agreement with Jeff Heath, or when they came to agreement with Carl Nassib. None of that. No, it wasn't, it wasn't fast and furious like that, but they did make a little bit of movement, and a lot of people wanted the Raiders to address the secondary position. So uh, a lot of folks early, including myself, thought maybe Byron Jones was going to be the guy. He ended up going to Miami. He wasn't the guy. Then also, it's like, okay, well, maybe it'll be uh, James Bradbury. Well, he went to the Giants, so he wasn't the guy. So who is it going to be? Is it going to be Chris Harris? Well, the Raiders went after Chris Harris, but they were not able to land him. So what did they end up doing? They ended up going and signing former first-round draft pick Eli Apple. You can probably tell by the sound of my voice that I'm not very excited about this. This is the third team he's been on in five years. He started 15 games for the Saints in 2019. He had an ankle injury, but he was a 10th overall pick in 2016. He's 6'1". He's 203 pounds. I mean, coaches love his size. I'm not a fan of his play. I'm just really, really not. He's a penalty machine. In 2019 with the Saints, he had at least eight penalties, had two holding penalties, five pass interferences. I mean, he just he was a guy that was always going to create a, a, a penalty and that's not good when you're a Raider because well Raiders already get enough flags that it goes Eli Apple is going to be one of those guys that is definitely going to get penalized all the time but some folks are saying hey Eli Apple he's going to be a starter now across from Trayvon Mullen that is not not the case uh, Vic Tafer from the Athletic covers the Raiders like a glove he put out there if you believe that that would be incorrect he's just a depth piece he's a guy that they they brought in and uh, they, they want him to you know again to fill a void but at the same time that is not the end-all, be-all. That's not the guy that they're expecting to be the dude. So Eli Apple's been added to the fold. I'm not excited about that. He's got mama drama. And when I say my mama drama is his mom is always in the mix and starting a lot of stuff when he was in New York. That was part of the reason why he was a cancer in the locker room. He went to New Orleans and things kind of simmered down a little bit, but not looking forward to him in Las Vegas. Again, not excited about him. He was a guy from Ohio State that I thought was a product of the people around him. He was really, really good because of the people around him and, and not really necessarily because he was a stud. So not excited to buy the Eli Apple signing. Love what the Raiders have been doing in free agency up until then, but Eli Apple does not do anything for me. But now he is a member of the Silver and Black. That's not the only action that happened on Wednesday. Also, the Raiders tendered another player. I told you before about linebacker Nicholas Morrow and quarterback Nathan Peterman. Well, you could add tackle David Sharp to the list. He's a guy who's come in and filled in and, and held down a spot when need be. And Noah's he's not great at all. Uh, he's a guy that you get a little bit concerned about. And look, he has his, his mistakes that he makes. He's not that great, but 
he's he's a dude. He, he feels uh, he feels a void. So uh, you know they put a tender on him. Uh, he's he's not going to go anywhere. He'll be back in the fold. But again, he's just a depth piece, so he's not really a big deal. And safety Carl Joseph, former Raiders safety Carl Joseph, he was the number fourteen overall pick not too long ago. He signed a one year deal with the Browns. And let me say right now, there was a lot of Raider fans who wanted Carl Joseph to return to the silver and black, and a lot of folks pounded the table, bring Carl Joseph back, bring Cujo back. He did a really good job. The thing about it is he ended up signing just a one-year deal. What that tells me is what people thought about him across the National Football League if the only thing he did was sign a one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. Again, I mean, this is early in free agency still. It's not like it's two or three weeks into free agency. It's early. It's still the first week of free agency. He ended up with just a one-year deal. Did he do some good things with the Raiders toward the end of his uh, to, to the season 2019? Yeah, absolutely. You know, did he help save the day a couple times? Absolutely. Did he do some good things throughout his career with the Raiders? Yeah. But then again, he also was not a guy that never seemed to really fit what Paul Gunther wanted, never really seemed to fit what John Gruden wanted. And hell, if you want to go back farther, never really seemed to fit in even Ken Norton Jr. or or Jack Del Rio's defense. I mean, just never really kind of fit with what everybody expected when he was drafted out of West Virginia, number 14 overall. And again, I mean, a good dude. Uh, really liked the story of Carl Joseph. I mean, I'm a guy who covers the Big 12, so I saw him at West Virginia a lot. Thought he was going to end up being a dog, and he just never ended up being that dude. Is he a hard hitter? Absolutely, but he just never ended up being the guy that the Raiders expected when they drafted him in the first round. So Carl Joseph goes to the Browns on a one-year deal. That really tells me all I need to know. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about the Raiders' options in the, in the upcoming draft. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about the Raiders' options in the upcoming draft now that they have a couple linebackers, a backup QB, a defensive tackle, a DN, a defensive back. What are their options now, especially in the first round? That's coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this March 19th, 2020. And man, oh man, this month is flying by this year. 2020 has been a weird year, hasn't it? It's been a really weird, strange, actually the year kind of sucked. But either way, man, so far uh, we are flying through the month of March. We're getting closer to April. Obviously the draft is going to be coming up April 23rd through 25th. It should be in Vegas. It's not going to happen, but it's going to take place, just not in Vegas. And so who knows how that's actually going to take place. The the NFL has not actually made an announcement yet on exactly how they're going to do it, where they're going to do it. Is it going to be all on TV by way of Skype? I mean, there's no really a uh, rhyme or reason to what they're exactly going to do as far as a draft. But the only thing we know, as a matter of fact, for fans is that April 23rd through the 25th, it will take place. So I want to talk about the draft here in segment number two. And, you know, the Raiders have been very, very active in free agency. They've done some really, really good things, man. I love what they did with the linebacker position. Brought in a couple linebackers. Love the fact that they brought in Marcus Mariota as a backup quarterback slash a guy who can also push Derek Carr for the starting position. Malik Collins. 
Collins talked about him in a major way. Like the fact that he's there. I think he's going to be a stud. Defensive end, Carl Nassib brought him in. Jason Witten. I mean, I didn't even like Jason Witten when they brought him in, but it's still, he's there. Defensive back, Eli Apple. Nah, you know, you heard me in segment number one. You can go ahead and pass on that guy. I'm not, not really big on him, but again, he'll provide competition. He'll be a guy that's there, and who knows? You know, maybe he'll be a backup. Maybe he's replacing Daryl Worley. I mean, I don't, I don't really know the exact details when it comes to Eli Apple, but, you know, I don't want to get too hung up on him. Jeff Heath, he was another guy that was signed. He's going to be a special teams dude, and he'll come in in, in, a, in a pinch at the safety position. So what I'm saying is what they've done so far in free agency is exactly what I expected them to do, and that was really concentrate on the defensive side of the ball. The only offensive guys that they've put up on the – the only offensive guys that they've gotten under contract so far are quarterback Marcus Mariota as the backup and also tight end Jason Witten. Those two guys, and that's it. The rest have all been defenses. So now that they've already picked up a couple linebackers at free agency, the question is, okay, well – do they need to pick up a linebacker at number 19 overall in the draft? Well, you know, what are they going to do at number 12? You know, it really frees them up. And, you know, if you think back to 2019, what the Raiders did in the draft is they went with defensive side of the ball. They really attacked uh, free agency on the offensive side of the ball. They brought in Trent Brown, obviously Antonio Brown. They traded for him and then gave him a contract extension. They brought in Tyrell Williams. I mean, they made some moves offensively in free agency this year they made moves in free agency defensively so my belief is that they're going to really go offensive heavy in the NFL draft in the 2020 NFL draft and that's okay I'm okay with that so if at number 12 they decide that they're going to go wide receiver maybe they'll go with Henry Ruggs at that point that's fine with me I'm okay with that you saw that the San Francisco 49ers they moved up to 13 I think they're in line for a, a wide receiver as well 15, Denver Broncos, they're in line for a, a wide receiver as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's three right there. Maybe the Raiders at number 19, maybe they double down and say, you know what? Going to go ahead and get another wide receiver. Going to really attack that offensive side of the ball. And maybe, maybe they don't do that. Maybe they decide to do something that I talked about early in the week on the podcast, what they could do at number 19, something that was a kind of rumor that they might do, and that's go after another quarterback. Go after a guy that could be, you know, a, a, a guy that can be a groomed to be the starting quarterback at some time. And, you know, this is the funny thing, and this is another reason I wanted to talk about this today, is the fact that a lot of folks said, well, the Raiders have Derek Carr, they have Marcus Mariota. There's no way that they're going to have three quarterbacks. Four, there's no way they could draft a quarterback. They, they, they got their guys. They're set I don't believe that I don't believe that at all and I, like I said I've had arguments about this before about the fact that the Raiders going into 2019 right after that final preseason game right after the the 53 man cutdowns came they actually had four quarterbacks on the roster for a quick second now it's only a quick second don't get me wrong they never went into the season with four quarterbacks but they did they had them John Gruden likes to carry three quarterbacks just because most of the league carries two and I get that and I understand why 100 percent why do you think that John Gruden has to go with what the, what the rest of the league does? When does he beat to the, someone else's drum? He does his own thing all the time, and John Gruden traditionally likes to have three quarterbacks on the roster. So if you have Derek Carr as your starter, you have Marcus Mariota as your backup, why couldn't you have a rookie there at, at the number three spot and even possibly make him active on game day? Similar to what Baltimore did when they went and got Lamar Jackson. They had Joe Flacco. They had RG3. And then they brought in Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, the number three back quarterback, was actually active on game day and not RG3. Because they wanted to be able to bring him in just in case. Or, or just because they wanted to put him in as a wrinkle into their offense. Now... I go back to Jalen Hurts, the guy that I really like and the guy that I hope that the Raiders grab some point in the draft coming up. I don't know if they're going to, but why not? If they do, what if they did that with the, that dynamic? What if all three of them were in there? What if it was 
Derek Carr. Then they had Marcus Mariota there. And then they had Jalen Hurts. And maybe after, you know, week two or week three, they decided we're going to have Jalen active on game day just so we could put him in as a wrinkle in our offense. Everyone always talks about John Gruden and his conservative offense. What if all of a sudden he decides to add another wrinkle? What would be wrong with that? I don't see anything wrong with that at all. And so when people tell me that there's no way that the Raiders go draft a quarterback now, I don't think that that's real. Also, I don't think that's real because is Derek Carr a guy who's going to be long-term three, four years down the road? Is he going to be the Raiders quarterback? I don't think so. In my heart, I don't believe he gets a third contract with the Raiders. That's in my heart. That's in my gut. That's all I ever roll with. Is Marcus Mariota going to be the starting quarterback for the Raiders moving forward? I don't think so either. I think he's there on a one-year deal, two-year deal, whatever. He's a guy that's going to be there to try to kind of kickstart his career again and, and be a starter somewhere else. I don't see him being a starter in Las Vegas long-term. I know my man Jordan in Oregon is excited about him being on the, the Raiders and, and a member of the Silver and Black, but I don't think that that means he's going to be a part of the team long-term. So why wouldn't they go and explore the, the draft and try to go get a guy who could be the franchise quarterback moving forward? I think that would be silly if they don't. And I'm not just saying Jalen Hurst is the only guy they can go get. They can go get a Jordan Love if they felt comfortable. Maybe he's there at number 19 and they go pull the trigger on him. They could go get him. Maybe Jalen Hurts falls to them and they go get him. Maybe it's uh, it, it, it's Eason. Maybe it's him. I mean, who, who knows? Who knows who it could be, but they can have the opportunity to kind of be flexible because of what they've been able to do so far in free agency. Again, they address the linebacker position. They got two really good linebackers. They got a defensive tackle who I think is going to be real big-time player. I think he's going to be a real difference maker on that defensive line, be a part of a really good rotation. Defensive end, Nassib, I think they got a, a really good guy to go with Max Crosby and Clee Furl. And Eli Apple, well, he, I mean, he's there. You know, again, I'm not, I'm not going to get hyped up about him. But either way, man, those are some, those are some, some real deal players right there, not to mention Jason Witten and, Jason, and Jeff Heath. They're there as well. The Raiders have done really well, in my opinion, in free agency, and they've made themselves more flexible when it comes to the draft. Again, they could go all offense. They also could say, you know what? We're going to make a move and trade up. Think about this. What if they have the two linebackers right now, and then they trade up and go get Isaiah Simmons? I don't think that they do that. Honestly, I think that that's just me, you know, throwing something out there. I don't think that they do that, but they could. They absolutely could. Think about this. What if they decided to go and get maybe CeeDee Lamb or Henry Ruggs at number 12? And then at number 19, they say, well, um, you know, CeeDee Lamb is off the board. Jerry Judy's off the board. Henry Ruggs is off the board. Uh, let's go get, you know, maybe go get a Christian Fulton defensive back out of LSU. Maybe go get a guy like that. You know what I mean? Or, or, or go get another, uh, another linebacker. Maybe, maybe Patrick Queen, because now he fits better into the scheme. I mean, I just think that they really opened themselves up to be a whole lot more flexible now that they've able to, been able to accomplish what they have so far in free agency. Again, if they weren't able to pull off what they have, and they've done a heck of a job, you got to give that front office a lot of credit. Mike Mayock, John Gruden, that front office, the scout, scouts that they have from uh, from all over the place, they got a lot of new uh, scouts in, in, in-house now. They, they kind of retooled that whole front office. They've done a heck of a job. They really, really have. The guys that are writing the contracts have done a really good job. They've, they've done that for a while now, but they continue to write really good contracts. The Raiders can get out of them if they need to. I mean, they're really in a good, good situation as far as I'm concerned, and I love the direction that this team is going moving forward. Now the only thing is they got to get through free agency, and then once the draft comes up at the end of April, Mike Mayock's got to go ahead and flex his muscles. He's got to be that dude. If Mike Mayock could have another draft like he had in 2019, then this team 
team is absolutely cooking with grease, and there is really no limitations. No limitations. There's 14 teams that are going to make the playoffs in 2020. If the Raiders pull off a really good draft like they did in 2019, I almost guarantee that they make the playoffs. I mean, I can't say that they're going to guarantee they're going to make the playoffs for sure because you never know what could happen. But at the same time, if they're able to field a team like they did in 2019 and put some real good talent and get talent in the first round, in the third round, maybe in the fifth round, like they did in, in 2019, then yeah, there's no reason, in my opinion, why they don't make the playoffs. And I expect them to be a playoff team in 2020. So what they've been able to do so far in free agency, the guys they've been able to bring in, the quality players, the young players, the age, the the, the wear and tear on the guys' body, the guys that have a lack of uh, injury history, those guys that they've been able to bring in have made it so they could be flexible now when it comes to the draft. What they do at 12 and 19, what they do with those three third-round picks. Do they trade up? Do they try to get into the second round and maybe go grab a Jalen Hurts or someone else? Maybe it's another guy that they see in the second round that they want to get. Maybe they don't need to have three third-round picks now because they've been able to pick up some quality dudes in free agency. So again, I just kind of want to tip the cap to them and tell them kudos for what they've been able to do continue uh, forward. Hopefully they're able to do that. I know a lot of folks want to see uh, Darius Big Play Slay be a part of the, uh, of, the, of the team. I don't see that happening. Last I saw, he was headed to the Eagles. Uh, obviously, Byron Jones went to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Bradbury, like I mentioned earlier in segment number one, he's a member of the Giants now. I mean, hey, if you can't get defensive back help in free agency, then go on and get it and make it happen in uh, in the draft. So uh, Chris Harris, he's a member of the Chargers now. Apparently the Raiders were after him hot and heavy, and and uh, they just didn't. He didn't like the deal that they were giving him, and he decided to go to the Chargers. Fine, no problem. I wasn't big on Chris Harris anyway, and that's not me just being like sour grapes. That's just me saying realistically, I didn't think he was all that good in uh, in 2019. So I really didn't want to see the Raiders invest in him uh, a lot. And so you know he goes to the Chargers. Fine, no big deal. No big deal. Now they can go into the draft and get a defensive back if they need to, if they can't find another guy. Uh, again, Eli Apple, he's not the he's not going to be the dude like, oh, I'm going to pencil him in as starter number two across from Trayvon Mullen. That's not going to be the case. That's not it at all. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to go ahead and talk about that and bring that to the table. Matter of fact, get your thoughts on it. What do you think about what the Raiders could do in the draft now that they've done what they've done in free agency 707-654-4693 that is the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line you could call or you could leave a text message it's all good matter of fact that's going to come up next segment number three your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line this is the Locked On Raiders podcast hi I'm Jake from Locked On think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you your favorite football team what you wear to the playoff watch party that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip or even your new haircut which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we are, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Again, on this March 19th, 2020, getting closer to the end of the week. Got your boy Q here with you, and it's your time to shine. Your calls and your text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. The first call of the day is from Art from Orange County. He's calling in to talk about free agent signings and what that means for Paul Gunther and Rod Marinelli. Here he is, Art from Orange County. Yo, what up, Q? What up, Raider Nation? It's Art from Orange County. Out here, truck driving dog. But um, just had a quick question, and I uh, wanted to hear your thoughts on it. But um, with all these free agencies, it sounds like Mayock and Gruden are preparing to give the the can to uh, Gunther and make Marile- uh, Marinelli the, the D.C. Uh, if, if he doesn't get his stuff together. I just want to know what your thoughts were and some of Raider Nation because, um, you know, it's just kind of crazy. You know, we got a lot of Cowboys, and um, they didn't seem to go and get Gunther's guys this year. You know, they went and got Marinelli's guys this year. So I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, appreciate everything, guys. Have a good day. Later. Thank you so much for that call, my man. And, look, I definitely believe that Rod Marinelli is the guy in waiting if Gunther can't get it together. I mean, straight up. You know, I think Paul Gunther is the guy, but if he can't get it together, if for some reason the Raiders go out of their way through free agency and go get a lot of dudes on the defensive side of the ball to help out, try to get that defense where it needs to be, and he can't get it together, yeah, Rod Marinelli will be the guy. And look, he is a guy who don't care about titles, but... He'll be there to save the day if he needs to be. You know, he could be the defensive coordinator uh, if, if, like I said, if the defense struggles and uh, Gunther gets the blame. That's just how it, it shakes out. But I think Paul Gunther and Rod Marinelli really could work together really, really well. But along that defensive line uh, and the linebackers, those guys are definitely Rod Marinelli guys like you mentioned. So, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you can see uh, the difference between Gunther guys and Marinelli guys, but I think they can work together. They just got to make that happen. Thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. Next up is a text. Q, Raider Rob from Pittsburgh. I love what we have done in free agency so far, but I have a question concerning the two linebackers. Everything I read, they are both inside guys. Right now, we are on a 4-3 scheme. Can either of them play outside? I love the pod and stay safe, Raider Nation. Raider Rob from Pittsburgh, thank you so much. And yeah, Corey Littleton's going to be that guy. He's going to be on the outside. I believe he's going to be a weak side linebacker. He will be outside. Uh, you're going to get uh, Quick Quickowski. He's going to be on the inside for sure. Who knows who uh, who else they bring into that linebacking core. But, yeah, uh, Kukowski is the inside linebacker. Uh, Littleton will play the outside in the in the 4-3 defense, and he, I think he's going to be an absolute stud. I'm very excited about him. Uh, the Raiders played a lot of nickel in 2019, and uh, those two guys in nickel coverage in, in 2019 were really, really good. So that's, I mean, that's a step in the right direction. So I'm very, very excited and fired up about that. Thank you so much for your text. I appreciate you. Next up, another Rob, not from Pittsburgh, but another Rob from the 707. He's calling to talk about free agency and what that might mean for the draft. Here he is, Rob from the 707. Hey, Q. This is Rob from the 707. Uh, just calling about free agency. Uh, it seems like we got a few good pickups. Uh, all defensive side of the ball. Uh, with these defensive pickups, uh, do you think now that the likelihood of us getting two wide receivers is strong? Uh, I certainly do. Um, I, I, I'm really, really, really happy with what Mayock is doing. Uh, he's proven himself to be a top-tier GM. And, man, does stuff like this get me fired up for next season. All right, Q, keep up the good podcast, man. I listen to it every day, and I always enjoy it. Peace out, Raider Nation. Thank you so much for that call, Rob. Appreciate you being a, a listener every single day. That's awesome. Like I said, I appreciate it to the point where you'll never, ever know. But uh, 
Yeah, as far as the draft goes, man, I definitely believe the Raiders are going to attack the offensive side of the ball. I think they're going to be very, very active. Uh, two wide receivers in round one wouldn't shock me. But then again, think about this, man. The wide receiving class is so deep in the first three rounds. There's so many guys with grades one through three that they don't have to get two wide receivers in the first round. They could get picky and choosy. They can go wide receiver, quarterback, wide receiver, defensive back, wide receiver, Offensive tackle. I mean, they can do what they have a lot of different options. Something I was talking about in segment number two. They have so many options now because of what they've been able to do in free agency that it's it, they're in a really good position. They could trade back in round one and maybe get into round two and then maybe pick up a quarterback. I mean, they they have so much at their fingertips now because of what they've been able to accomplish in free agency that that's just again, like I like to say, they're absolutely cooking with grease. But yeah, they'll be they'll be very active offensively. In, uh, in the draft, including probably a running back as well. So uh, make sure you look out for that. Next up is a text. What's up, my boy Q? Raider Tone here from the 661. As you know, I'm a previous caller and a frequent listener. This is my first time texting, so I guess that makes me somewhat a new booty. With my thoughts on Mariota signing that no one is mentioning, Gruden can implement him in the red zone with the RPO package. He had always been a running threat and could always be a good trade option as our backup for more trade capital for next year if teams lose their starting quarterback in the season. This was not only a good backup signing, but a smart way to get a high mid-round draft pick if teams get desperate. Also, I love the newly released ATL cornerback Trufant. He's a quiet, go-about-his-business lockdown corner who won't cost a lot. What's your thoughts? Again, Raider Tone out to 661. Just win, baby. Raider Tone, thank you for that text, my man. I appreciate you. Talking about Marcus Trufant, he is a really good defensive back. Had four interceptions in 2019. The only problem with him is he gets injured. And he got injured and banged up a lot in uh, 2019. Matter of fact, that's why he only played in nine games. But he still had four interceptions. The guy can go. But, uh, yeah, I just don't see him as a fit that uh, Mike Mayock and, and company want to go down that road. Uh, but as far as Marcus Mariota as a, as a red zone package uh, threat, I can see that. I could also see in the Raiders draft a guy and let him be a red zone threat as well and put him in an RPO package. But, no, you're right, man. Any guy you could put onto the field and make him more of a weapon, that could be all good. Now, I don't know if Mariota's on a contract that's long enough to kind of make him a, a, a draft guy, like a guy that you could trade for draft capital. But, you know, I, if he sticks around long enough, if they re-sign him and put him on a longer deal, I can see him do that. But uh, as far as right now, I think he's a really good backup, and also he'll push Derek Carr moving forward. So thank you so much for that text. Next up, I got a call from my guy, Raider Loke from the 626. He's calling during the tampering period to talk about the moves and trades that could be Raiders related. Here he is, Raider Loke from the 626. What's up, Q? What's up, Nation? Hope everything's all right with everything that's going on. This is Raider Loke from the 626 calling you on day two of the legal tampering period with free agency commencing tomorrow now. I just wanted to speak on some trades, whether they're Raiders related. Well, they are Raider related, but not all of them are Raiders trades that happen. And I want to just speak on the first thought that came into my mind. Now, um, yesterday when Cardinals traded for D Hop, first thing that came to my mind was Z Lamb to the Raiders at pick number twelve, as that is my number one pick in the draft with uh, Henry Ruggs being number two and uh, Jerry Judy being number three. And then we signed Mariota as a backup in competition for Carr, you know, finally got the quarterback position upgraded. And then this morning we signed Corey Littleton and yesterday we signed Nick Kwiatkowski and we heavily improved our linebacking core, which is probably the linebacker position was probably the weakest position last week as, you know, I would say arguably perfect was our our best linebacker and, we all know how that went, so definitely I still see us adding possibly Murray at number 19, but I could I could only imagine how that linebacker group will be with Murray, Littleton, and Kwiatkowski, man. 
definitely excited for that coming this season. And then the other signing, or the other signing that caught everyone by surprise, but not not me exactly, was the Jason Whitting signing. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of Raider fans were like, what the heck? They were shocked. But the first thing that came into my mind, well, maybe Foster Merle is not going to be ready from fully recover from his ACL tear that he suffered late in the season. So maybe it's a one-year contract, which is pretty much a one-year assurance deal. It's just, in my opinion, the how I see that signing. And then we just also came into an agreement with Malik Collins. That's when comp- I see Collins and P.J. Hall battling out for that D-tackle, no-tack position. And then uh, we got Jeff Heath now for two years at $8 million. So back up so some depth uh, right behind strong safety behind uh, Jonathan Abrams. So we definitely got a good start in this free agency period, and I'm definitely excited for what's to come in the draft now. With Byron Jones being signed with the Dolphins, I mean, I would with all the uh, cornerbacks available via free via free agency or trade, I would. I know mean, a lot of people are pounding the table for Chris Harris Jr. and I would. I would much rather trade trade for depending on on the package trade for uh, Darius Slay than than and give him a new contract than than go after Chris Harris Jr. as he hasn't been the same these past few seasons. So. Just want to speak my mind on these trade, on these uh, free agent signings, and what's and what's to come, and definitely looking forward to what what's going to happen next and the draft. So, all right. Yeah, man, the trade for D-Hop definitely opened things up as far as what the Raiders are going to have at number 12. Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb now moves from number 8. I was really sold on him going to Arizona at number 8. And look, they can still make that happen, but I I just doubt it. You know what I mean? They have a lot of wide receivers now in the desert, and I can see CeeDee Lamb dropping, and he could be in the lap of the Raiders at number 12. I'm not too sure yet, and I haven't haven't come to a, a solid conclusion. I've thought multiple times. I think Henry Ruggs is a better fit for what the Raiders could do off Offensively, but then again, CeeDee Lamb looks like he could be such a monster, such a monster that I don't want to, I don't want to cancel him out either. So, I mean, really, any of the big three I think are going to be honestly really good: Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, or CeeDee Lamb. I just don't know who I want more. But just with that trade for D Hop, I think more importantly, it made another really, really good wide receiver drop to the Raiders at number 12, and that might be the first spot. Maybe number 11 with the Jets, but either way, man, there's going to be a couple really good wide receivers on the board when the Raiders pick at number 12. Very excited about that. You mentioned Malik Collins. He's a really good pickup. I'm excited about him. I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh, he's just okay. No, I think Malik Collins is going to be really, really good. Uh, Jeff Heath, he could be a good contributor on a limited capacity, and Jason Witten, maybe he could provide a little bit of both, but who knows? You know, who knows what he brings to the table? I know Gruden's real high on him, and he's excited about him because he's a veteran in a very young, young team. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But thank you so much for that call. I definitely appreciate you. Next up, I got a text. It's real simple. Hey, Q, this is Don Juan from the 303. Now that we got Mariota as a backup, do you still think we draft Hurts? Good question, Don Juan from the 303. Thank you for your text, my man, 707-654-4693. Honestly, I don't see why not. I mean, I know I mentioned it in segment number two. I don't see why not. And I'm not just singling it out to Jalen Hurts just because I like him. And that's what a lot of people think. Oh, you're just you're just one track mind because you're stuck on Jalen Hurts. Look, I've been saying Jalen Hurts since be- the, the, during the season. I say that during the regular season. So there's a lot that are jumping on the train now. I've been there. 
Been there, done that a long time ago. I'm not saying that that's what the Raiders are going to do, but I do believe the Raiders come out of the draft with a quarterback. I don't care who it is. I do believe that they're going to explore other options and get another quarterback out of the draft. It could be Hurts. I said it before. It could be Love. It could be Eason. I mean, hell, they they can go and get someone to number 12 if they really want to. You know, if they think that they could be the guy for the franchise moving forward because I don't believe, and I don't know, Raider Nation, do you believe Derek Carr is set to get another contract from the team? A third contract? I just don't see it. I really don't see it. I think that they know who he is. I think that they know what they he brings to the table. But I also believe that they want improvement. They want things that maybe are just a little bit too much for Derek Carr to do. That's not disrespecting him. Again, I've gone on very long conversations about him stabilizing the quarterback position. He's made it right ever since. Look, when Rich Gannon, between Rich Gannon and Derek Carr, there was a whole lot of duds. I thought Jason Campbell was pretty good until he got injured. There was other guys that were okay. Carson Palmer I wasn't a big fan of. I didn't like the way that they brought him in and just threw him into the mix. Didn't like that. He did well in Arizona. Didn't do well with the Raiders, in my opinion. I'm just saying, between Gannon and Carr, there was a whole lot of blah. So, Carr stabilized that. That's not meaning that the Raiders can never say, hey, we want to do a little bit better. Really, seriously, it doesn't. And I think that the way that the league is going right now, you've got to have a guy that does not have cement shoes, a guy that can get out there and make a little something, something happen with his legs when plays break down. When Gruden calls in a play and it just does, it's not there, a guy who might be able to make lemonade out of lemons. A guy who, you know, could keep a play alive if he's got to scramble around a little bit before he throws the rock. I mean, something like that. You've got to be a little bit mobile, be able to move the pocket. And I don't think that Derek Carr is capable of doing that on the regular. So I think that at the most he has maybe two more years in the silver and black, and they move on and they usher themselves into another era of a different quarterback. Again, that's just me. But you called the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, so clearly you wanted my opinion. So that's just what I'm saying. I'm not trying to put Jalen Hurts on anybody. That's just who I'd pick, again, in my opinion. So thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. I hope I cleared it up a little bit. Next up is a call from NorCal Raider in the 530. He's calling in to talk about some moves the Raiders have made so far in free agency. Here he is, NorCal Raider in the 530. Hey, this is uh, NorCal Raider uh, the 530. Um, I just wanted to talk about a couple of signings. Um, you know, I like... I like the the Mariota signing. You know that's gonna that's gonna help bring a little bit of competition to Carr. Carr should win the job, but if Carr was not playing well, they're gonna plug in Mariota. Um, second, um, I like the I, I I I'm not a big fan of the win pickup, but it's starting to starting to seem like um, something's going out of Boston Monroe. The only thing I can think about is just for insurance if if Boston Monroe's not ready or something. Kind of get an injury and. If he's not ready to go, then they might just put Jason Wins. But I believe Jason Wins probably by the by the training camp. If Boston Monroe's ready to go, I believe they're going to cut him. I think it's just name. Um, I mean, he's more of a character guy, so I, that's probably what they're bringing in. Bringing character guys. Um, uh, Corey Middleton. Um, I like that. I like that signing. I mean, we're finally going to try to solidify that that defensive line, and um, you know, uh, pretty much uh, we'll see. The draft in a few weeks, you know, um, more likely it's going to get pushed back, or I don't, I don't see them doing anything right now. It's probably going to be May, you know, everything be pushed back, but let's just hope for the best and uh, hope we can keep keep acquiring quality assets. Um, I'm kind of just hoping just the main spots, um, like in uh, in safety, probably bring somebody in just to keep Jonathan Abraham ready, um, and um, just uh, waiting for the draft and just they can plug in the rest of the holes. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, go Raiders. Uh, uh, keep doing your thing. You know, uh, 
love the podcast. Uh, keep up the good work, too. Thank you so much for that call, my man. The moves the Raiders have made have been really, really good, in my opinion. Well, outside the Eli Apple signing. Definitely not a fan of that move, but, you know, I know they needed help in the defensive back position. He was a former first-round pick, but still, just not a big fan. He gets a lot of penalties. In my opinion, he's just not that good. But outside of that, man, really, I've loved the moves that the Raiders have made of free agency. Really think that Malik Collins is going to be a big deal. I think that uh, Littleton's going to be a big deal. And I also think that uh, Kwiatkowski's going to be a big deal. I really do. I'm very excited about those three moves in particular, Marcus Mariota, I think, is going to do some good things behind Derek Carr, just giving him a little bit of push. Who doesn't need a push? Who doesn't need to be, you know, just like push to say, I need you to be better? Because if you're not better, then I'm going to come take your spot. Everyone needs that, even in life, man. And so I'm excited about what Marcus Mariota could bring to the table, even if he never gets on the field during a regular season game. I think he still brings a lot to the table just pushing Derek Carr. So I'm, I'm excited about that as well. So, yeah, you're on to something with that, with that call. Appreciate you. Final text of the day. Hey, Q, it's Paul and Luke from the ATL again. Yesterday I said I was underwhelmed with Kwiatkowski, but when you combine that move with Littleton and the rest of the defensive additions, I have changed my mind. Also, the biggest addition for the Raiders was Tom Brady going elsewhere. Have a great day, Q, and stay safe and healthy. Paul and Luke. Luke is Paul's son. Anyway, Paul and Luke from the ATL, thank you so much for uh, chiming in. Hit me up on the text message line, man, 707-654-4693. Yeah, and and you're right, man. Kwiatkowski was just – he was okay. I mean, he wasn't nothing major, but he wasn't bad. He just wasn't that great. But when you combine him with Corey Littleton, all of a sudden you've made that linebacking room that much better. So I'm very excited about the moves they're making. Brady going to Tampa Bay, fine, so be it. Didn't think he was going to be anything. I mean, I, even when the rumors started that the Raiders were going to offer him a big deal, I was like, man, I, I just don't see it. I don't see what they're going to do with a 43-year-old quarterback. It's just a guy who's not mobile at all. And I know John Gruden wants to move the pocket a little bit. It just didn't seem realistic to me. So he goes to Tampa Bay. The Raiders will play them in uh, in 2020, so that should be funny. But uh, either way, it is what it is. So uh, I'm with you, though, 100%. I think Littleton and Kukowski make a really good one-two punch in that linebacking core, and they still have room to improve it. So thank you so much for that text. Also, thank everybody for the calls today off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. You know it's always appreciated, appreciated at 707-654-4693. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have more calls and texts off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. I have more news and notes of the day and uh, who knows what else we'll get into but we'll dibble and dabble and have a little bit of fun and that's just how we get down. So make sure you tell your smart device to play the latest episode of the Locked On NFL Draft and until next time Raider Nation as always just win baby. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.